Check your seats. You want to share briefly just to set us up for the prayer. I'm in a rate to pray. Come on, I'm in a rate to pray. The prayer items are on the WhatsApp group already. Right, if you if uh, if you are not on the church WhatsApp group, please make sure that you find you one of the church's WhatsApp group. And there's some, some printed ones already. I think they're in the office. If, you, if, you if you're not yet on the church group, make sure that at the end of the service, you, you take some printed copies. I think they're in the office. Amen. I read to pray. Prayer, con prayer connected with fasting is powerful. It helps you get aligned to God's agenda for your life. It makes you sensitive to the presence of God. Sensitive to the voice of God. We have in the scriptures examples of prayer and fasting that was so powerful. When they had prayed, the Holy Spirit saved. So in other words, when there is a prayer, there is a release of the Holy Presence, the Holy Spirit, and there is a sayings of God coming forth. And it is said also there was there is always a commissioning when prayer and fasting goes on. You become sensitive actually to the call of God on your life. Because each one of you, has, there is a call of God on your lives. There is an impact you must make on this planet before you leave the planet. There are lives that you must impact. So prayer and fasting makes you sensitive to hear the voice of God. And it also makes you be ready for alignment to the agenda and purposes of God. And it helps you get ordained and be released or commissioned in your in your in your call. And it empowers your inner man to be strong. And reduces the effect of the flesh on your life. So prayer and fasting is very, very powerful. Especially because it also destroys certain attitudes and brings us to the place of humility. As I am talking, open to the book of Matthew, chapter 15. Prayer is a force to reckon with. It has no distance. Prayer is a platform through which we release weapons of warfare. Prayer is, an, is a platform or is an airport where we take off. Weapons of warfare are launched through the, the launching pad of prayer. 
declarations, decrees, prophetic utterances are always released through the lunching power of prayer. As we're going to step in that place of prayer, I want us to have the attitude of this woman she had an attitude of faith. He that comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This is not a hunger strike. This is not a hunger strike. Neither is it a slimming contest. This is a spiritual activity that will shift atmospheres around your life. Rearrange things around your life. I'm prophesying actually right now. This is not just a something we do at the beginning of the year. This should be actually your lifestyle. Learn to fast at least once in a week. Just a day. Or certain hours. Right? It will help your Christian walk. In the book of Matthew chapter 15, beginning as 21, it says, then Jesus went out from, the, from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the, that region and cried out to him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demonized or demon-possessed or demon-vexed. She, she was a Gentile woman. She was not part of the covenant of Israel. You see as we read on. But a woman always symbolizes the church. A woman. Yes, a female. One that's got a womb. One what that can one that can conceive a seed. One that can give birth. Right? So a woman can give birth. She's symbolic of the church. She's symbolic of us. And this woman actually was not even part of the covenant of Israel, just like you, a Gentile. But the blood of Christ, Jesus, we have been brought near. We are no longer foreigners and strangers to the commonwealth of Israel. We are now heirs and Now, this woman had an issue, had a problem. Something that she had birthed. Something that she had brought out. Something that she loved so much. Became demonized. Right? Became what? Demonized. So that demonization 
brought limitation in that daughter's life. Because she says, my daughter is demonized. Every time there's demonic activities, the work of demons is for to kill, steal, and destroy. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The purpose, the, when the enemy comes in a life is to kill something, destroy something, or steal something, kill, steal, destroy. That is always his agenda. So those activities were taking place in this girl's life. There was destruction, there was death taking place. So in other ways, the enemy brings limitation in our lives or in that which we've birthed. You know, you can birth a business, you can birth natural children, uh, you can birth a career, but the enemy will come try to distort that or bring a limitation in that. You can also bring a limitation in your identity in who you are. Right now, some of us are struggling with our identity because of certain activities, because of yes, activities or events of life or birth circumstances how you were born or how you grew up or the events, a series of events in your life. Ah, both good and bad. So the impact of those things can somehow cause a killing or a destruction of identity. It's like when a mirror drops. When a mirror drops. You always see the cracks. Next time you want to see yourself in that mirror, you can't see yourself properly. Because of the cracks. So sometimes in life, when something is dropped, it kind of messes up your identity. You stop seeing yourself the way God sees you. You begin to have this low self-esteem issues. Or you begin to have extreme pride. Extreme anger. You begin to walk unloving, untrustful. Something, when you're dropped, it, it, when something is dropped in your life, it can cause identity issues. It can also, also when the enemy attacks you, also can attack your purpose. Where you don't know why you are here on earth. Then he pushes the spirit of suicide. Because now you, you are saying, why am I living? Suicide is in many ways. It's not necessarily putting a, 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 what? a rope on your neck. It's sometimes a lifestyle, suicidal. Suicide lifestyle. Reckless. 
reckless life. That's how he's killing, destroying, stealing identity, stealing purpose, stealing the call. He can also attack, trying to steal, mess up, vex your giftings and your talents. You've seen many people that are very gifted but their giftings and their talents is not coming out to make an impact. Because maybe they don't see themselves properly because of the satanic attacks. Or the enemy has messed up the environment. Some say environment. Environment can be messed up politically, emotionally, or socially, or home or economically. Your environment can be messed up. So the, the enemy can vex an environment. Are you listening? He has done a lot, especially in the nations of Africa. He has messed up political environment, social environment, and economical environment. It's not that the people in Africa are not gifted, but they can't rise because the, because the, mud, the waters have been muddled. Political waters, social waters, family waters, they've been muddled. Yes, full of mud. So he can mess up the environment. What I'm, I'm setting you up for a place of prayer so that when you pray, you know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the, this vexer. You know, a situation can be demon possessed, an environment can be demon organized or orchestrated. Now, we really don't know how this woman is child came to that possession. We don't know what was the access points. But what we see is a woman with tenacity. Come on. A woman with an attitude. Persistent, determined. Focused on a change. On a breakthrough. She took a step. And we don't know how she heard about Jesus. Somehow she heard about Jesus. She crossed boundaries. Somehow she heard about Jesus. And, and I don't know about you. How many times have you heard about Jesus? You are seated right now with something that you, you birthed or something that you're about to birth, something you released and it's not going the way it's supposed to be going, is vexed by devils, vexed by circumstances of life, vexed by atmospheres and climates in the world. Now, the first thing she said is very key. Okay, the first aspect we learn attitude is, 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 is the ability to step out of her own environment and go to Jesus. Because she would have said, well, 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 I'm just going to sit here and just stay here. Uh, just accept the situation. The first attitude says, she said to herself, things can be better. 
When you step in a place of prayer, you must have an attitude of faith saying things can be better. Things can be turned around. She wouldn't have gone to Jesus and risked as a Gentile. She couldn't have gone. She couldn't have gone there. But she was determined she had an attitude. And she believed that things can be better. And then she focused her faith on a person. Not on philosophies. Remember she was a Gentile. She had Gentile philosophies. Gentile political thoughts. Gentile lifestyle. Social lifestyle. But she crossed the boundaries. She was a Gentile. Now, if you're going to be effective in a place of prayer, you, you've got your own philosophy of life. Like, uh, you can't do this to me. Or this and this. You've got your own belief system. Some of it, some of it you learnt it as you're growing. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You've got your own boundaries, your own stuff. I sleep at such a, such a time. I don't eat this, I eat this. You've got your own philosophy. You, you may not really have spoken it out, but you've got your own philosophy of life. And most of the philosophy of today's generation is I do what I want. It's a philosophy of life. It's an ideology embellished in the system of today's generation. So I want to sleep, let me sleep. Now, if you're going to produce results in prayer, your attitude should be like this. Yes, I'm a Gentile, Syrophoenician woman, a Canaanite. In Canaan, we do this and this and this and this and this. And this. Our, our political ideology is like this. Our philosophy of life is like this. Our religious games are like this. But... At this juncture, I must cross a boundary from that which is surrounding me. The philosophies, the ideologies, the religiosity. Tell somebody you've got your own religiosity. When you come to God, you must break away boundaries, your own religious games. Because God is not like a man. He doesn't think like a man. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Which, which simply meaning somebody is going to bring power in a place of prayer must learn to break away from that region of your ideologies, your belief systems, your philosophies of life and step into the region of Jesus. Step in the zone of God. She with tenacity, she realized there will be no change if I stay here in my philosophies. 
If I stay here in my ideologies, and I stay here in my belief systems, nothing will change. She stepped up. She broke her. She dealt with her own pride. Don't look at me like that. You've got so much pride. But you didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? Every human being. So much pride. Where I'm saying this is she said, uh, the Bible says, and she cried out to him. Verse 22. She cried out. That is breaking your pride. Most of the time, we've knocked the bomb and everything is. <laughs> she cried. First of all, she pushed in. Broke those boundaries. Two, she cried out to grab the attention. There must be something you do to call for his attention. From Johannesburg to Cape Town to whatever. Everyone's got issues, problems. But there's a certain cry. She cried out to him. Saying, she cried out, broke away from her temperament. Tell your brother, your sister, you must learn to come out of your temperament. You know, all of us have got temperaments. Some of us are sanguines, phlegmatics. Oh. Okay. Sounds like big words. Okay, let's just, just interpret them. Some of us. We are, we are all outgoing. You don't fear people, you're just outgoing. Some of us, we are, we are, no, it's different temperaments. But in, in the place of prayer, you have to cry out beyond your temperament. You know why I say you've got the power to do that? Right now, if uh, that plastic snake in my pocket, you know it is. And throw it. You'll be shocked. You, you, you wouldn't know that billionaire has got such much energy like that. And you wouldn't know that billionaire can shout blowing the roof because of a plastic snake. <laughs> and that, that tells you that you can come out of your temperament. If there's a situation, you must learn to come out of your temperament. Because, uh, because, if you, if because of a snake or a dog that is chasing you, you must come out of your temperament. You can only hold your temperament when there's no situation. When there's a situation in your life, Get out of the temperament. 
You can't see a snake and say, oh, oh, okay. Uh, it will bite you. In a place of prayer, you come like you need a change. You push out of your temperament. Learn! She shouted out. She, she cried out. Just like blind Bartimaeus. Which means she had the power to rise over other voices. You got power to rise over other voices. Here, there, were, there were voices of disciples and other people. But our voice went beyond those other voices. So in a place of prayer, your voice must go beyond the voice of sickness, disease, pain, discouragement, hopelessness. Because these, because these are voices. She cried out. Given an opportunity, she spoke words that are important. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy. Mercy. In other ways, first and foremost, she demanded mercy. In prayer, you first of all come with a humble heart. Lord, have mercy on me, my family, my business, my nation. That attitude. Another attitude that I thank you, O oh God, that I pray every day. I am not like this Pharisee, this world. You know that's scripture, isn't it? No, don't come. Lord, have mercy. Like that other one that came to Jesus to, 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 in a place of prayer, Jesus was making a parable. He says, Lord, have mercy. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I don't even deserve your eyes to look at me. Attitude. Son of David. My daughter is vexed. With the devil. Now she's bringing her item, prayer item. She's bringing what? A prayer item. She humbled herself, then she brought the prayer item. Lord have mercy. Then she brought the prayer item about the activities of the enemy. So you also bring the activities of the enemy before God. All right. You report him to him that reigns, to him that is above, who sits on the side of the earth, the one that was in the beginning. She knew somewhere, somehow, that this son of David, Jesus, has a solution, an answer to our situation. Now, when you bring your request, you have just come to a place where you are tapping into the great I am. In other words, you are believing that the person you're talking to has got answers for what you're bringing. Amen? Hallelujah. 
Now, if you don't believe that Jesus can do it, what's bringing you in front of him? You're just trying your luck. No. You right. must be convinced that when I bring this issue before him, he's got all power on earth and in heaven to sort this thing out. Faith comes into play. I said, faith comes into play. But he answered her, not a word. It's written in your Bible. This is God in the flesh. The word of God made flesh manifest. He answered her, not a word. <laughs> he answered her, not a word. The thing is, you must remember, you put all your philosophies of life, your, all your ideologies, all your, all your kind of stuff, you put them aside. Because most of the time when you go with your own mentality, if he doesn't answer the way you thought immediately, you may quickly get out of his presence. And go for look, look for other matemba. Somewhere else. He answered her not a, a thing. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out for after us. The language of church people. The language of what? She's making noise. Have you ever cried to God in a service? Have you ever felt the power and the glory of God on your life? And God embarrassed you. Ushumbe. Mehmed. Yes. To withhold it, but you shout. You try to hold yourself. The fire is like shut up in your bones. And praise begins to come out of your mouth. You try to it's just coming out. And everybody in the church they stop praying. They want to see who's doing that noise. Have you ever had an encounter in a service and you feel like shouting? You feel like praising? You are holding yourself but you feel fire. But somehow you are conscious there. don't around and looking. Who is that one making noise? At those days, it will see the deacon coming. 
Begeta umtikona sonzelo. Riu. Mbamba mba. Yeah, riu. Shhh. Riza. We are here to move the sense of lens of lingoma. It's like blind but mirrors. They say, keep quiet. He never stopped. This is, this is the tenacity. And you must know that no religious person can change God's mind concerning your change and your breakthrough. Because what they were trying to do here is, God, don't bless her. Don't bless her. Let her just go empty-handed. No, human beings cannot stop what God wants to do in your life. You can only stop yourself by giving up in a place of prayer. No human being, no matter how much they want to connive, these witches, these witches in church, these witches that pray crazy wishing prayers. Yeah, people like that. They even say in the name of Jesus, don't bless our Lord. <laughs> you don't know these witches. They were trying to bewitch the woman, these guys. They were trying to influence, manipulate Jesus, not to bless her. Witchcraft is manipulation. But she knew what she wanted. Oh, tell somebody, I know what I want. I know what I want from God, from Jesus. No religious punk can stop me. But he answered and said, he decided to answer now. I was not sent except the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What he was saying, you are not part of the covenant of Israel. In other words, at this juncture in life, I came to minister to the Jews, to the Israelites. Have you felt like that also sometimes? Like, uh, uh, this breakthrough is for others. Not me. Come on. Have you ever felt like that? And you look at your life and you look at the mistakes, you look at the wrong things. Hmm? Eh? You look at the wrong things you've done, isn't it? And when, when you are praying, over, is this not for me? It's for those holy people. <laughs> it's those people that look like they're so close to God. What I'm trying to show you is the attitude which you come with in prayer. To shift things. Now, Jesus is speaking. They say, send her away. Jesus is opening his mouth and he says. And we, and it says, it says, I've not been sent to the church to the Gentiles. I'm sure when she heard that, she says, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Then she came and worshipped him. 
Wasa uyeta uya mkota mera wakupembi wake. She introduced another level. She says, but you are God. Who can I go to? He said, when you come and bow before someone, you are telling them that I've come to my, the end of my role. When I, when I come and worship someone, what I'm saying to that person is there's nowhere else I can find my help. My help, where does my help come from? From the Lord on, isn't it? So what she was saying, she was saying there's nothing beyond this. If you can't sort it out, nobody else can do it. Nobody else can do the things that you do. You are incomparable. You are the great I am. You are the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. Then she bowed before him and opened her mouth. Actually, first of all, it's Jesus that spoke. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. That would have discouraged anyone. Hmm? Oh, so are you calling me this? Ah. Okay, bye. You're not the only one. <laughs> but listen to the tenacity of faith. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Since you have called me a dog and I came worshipping, the word to worship means the word worship is a, is a, is a, Greek, word, a Greek word worship post koneo means kissing the master like a dog licking the fingers of a master when the dog is down there. So when the master makes a mistake and brings the hand, that, what, that which the dog does, lap it. If you've been eating something. And so she went into that same floor. She says, what I'm doing right now, I am licking your fingers. The power of worshiping. The power of worshiping. And Jesus had no way. Then Jesus answered and said, oh, woman. Great is your faith. 
great is your faith. You are like a dog that licks the, the master's fingers and eats the crumbs that are falling on the table. Come over to the table. Whenever you don't stop in a place of prayer, you will be elevated from eating the crumbs to sitting on the table. Grog woman, great is your faith. You have, you have just tapped into something powerful. You have just linked yourself into the resources of heaven. You have just connected to the resources of heaven. Great is your faith. Nothing shall be impossible with you. You are now elevated from just being, from just being a dog and you're going to tap into the resources of heaven. Faith is very powerful, an attitude of faith. Then he says, let it be to you as you desire. At the end of this prayer fasting, may you hear these words. Let it be unto you according to your desires. Whatever you're going to bring before me, let it be so according to your desires. Because we're going to praise God. We're going to thank God. We're going to worship God in this season of prayer and fasting. We're going to be tenacious. We're going to push through. We will refuse all kinds of voices of discouragement. We want to hear, oh, great woman, oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. That is a powerful statement from the creator. When God says, let it be unto you, according to your desire, let it be unto you, according to your desire. That is very powerful. And her daughter was healed. From that very hour. This is what we want to see. This very hour when we start prayer. From today. In this hour. We're calling just an hour. This five days is just an hour. It's just an hour. It's just an hour. There's five days of grace, just an hour. In that very hour, the daughter was free, healed from that very hour. We believe and we trust many dysfunctional things in your life shall be healed in this hour of prayer. Healed in this very hour. Because there's no place to give up. We're going to pray till there's a release of healing. We need many things to be healed. We need relationships to be healed. We need finances to be healed. We need businesses to be healed. We need our spiritual lives to come on a place of fire. This very hour, 
something is going to happen in your life because there's something powerful about prayer so we see this woman coming to Jesus crying before the father and she got results what am I telling you God is not a man that should lie no the son of man should change his mind if he did it for this woman that is before the cross that is before the cross before he died and rose again what about you that is already in covenant right now what about you that is already a child and heir of the kingdom what about you my God you must be ready and for the supernatural to hit your life like never before you must be ready for, for prophetic release to come over your life you must be ready for those that were closed to begin to open you must be ready for devils to begin to live your life every vexing of the enemy shall be broken amen hello amen hello and since we're going to be praying for the fire of God to burn in our spirits we must be a church on fire. And like a church in Africa that is on fire. And no longer shall we come to church after this and just sit and be spectators. We shall be part of what God is doing because God is going to give us a visitation. He's going to take us to new levels. He's going to do things in our lives and he's going to do even beyond what we expected. Some of you are going to receive breakthroughs you never been prayed for. We are not told much what happened, but I believe when this woman went back home, she found her daughter completely well. When we turn away from this prayer on Friday, as you turn your eyes towards certain things in your personal life, may you find them healed. May you find things delivered. May you find places where devils were moved out and pushed out. Because there's something forceful and powerful about prayer. Are you ready to pray? Amen. Stand to your feet. My goodness, thank you, Jesus. What about starting right now? just five minutes or ten minutes of prayer.